Hello, I'm Speak Up Dana, your host for the Hilariously Unemployed podcast. These podcasts actually originate as LinkedIn audio events. It was very important to me that I have these events on LinkedIn because my ultimate goal is to get someone interviewed or hired through this podcast and the events. I think it's so hugely important that we're using a social media platform dedicated to professionals and career. If you'd ever like to join us for a live recording of the Hilariously Unemployed, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Dana Duckworth, and you too can ask questions of myself and my guests like you hear me reference in the episodes when I say I'm bringing somebody to this stage. All right, y'all, it's time for the show. Please enjoy the Hilariously Unemployed. And so without further ado, I will say hello and happy Friday. I am your host and favorite opportunity seeker, speak up Dana, Dana Duckworth, or the big speaker. Call me whichever you like, as long as you call me when there's an opportunity fitting for myself. I am so excited that you all have taken time out of your Friday to come and kick it with me on the Hilariously Unemployed Audio Adventure. So the purpose of this audio event is really to support others, um, other opportunity seekers like myself, including those who are impacted by layoffs, those who have employment gaps, termination, those looking for their next role, and anybody else who just wanted a little kiki on a Friday, but also wanted to hear some of the thoughts of those who are unemployed, seeking their next role, and everything that I do comes with a message. So even if you're not in that space, hopefully you can receive something that I'm serving up today. So why the title of this audio cast? Humor is literally infused in every aspect of my life. From the really sad times to the really happy times, I can always find some comfort, some space, some joy when it comes to humor. And to be honest with you, myself and all of my guests that I've invited on this platform and will continue to do so, are extremely qualified. So that's why it's so hilarious that we are unemployed. <laughs> Before we get going and I introduce my very, very special guest with you all, I want to give you some housekeeping items so you know the ropes and what happens here. Should you need captions for today's event, you can click the three dots that are right above uh, the little uh, event box and you will be able to toggle those on for yourself. <laughs> The first part of this event is going to be audio only. So I'll be talking to my guest. I'll be asking some questions, providing you all with some information. And then as we move further into the conversation, I will allow some of you all to come on stage to either ask my guest questions, ask me questions, or to just chime into the conversation. You can do this by raising your hand once we get to the 30 minute mark and I will ensure that you get up on stage as long as we have time. But to chime in and continue to support us while we are having our dialogue and we can't hear you yet, use the re those reactions. Let us know if it's hilariously funny or let us know if you, you love what we're saying or you're with us. So that is another way that you can interact with us. And last, but certainly not least, okay? If you came here to hear us bash our last employers, <laughs> you came to the wrong place because this ain't that, all right? So let's get into it. Without further ado, I am so excited to welcome my next guest and new favorite LinkedIn connection, okay? I am joined by fellow opportunity seeker, certified DEI specialist, facilitator, and first-generation graduate, 
also hilariously unemployed, I would like for you all to welcome Dijanae Robinson, MBA, BA, overqualified. All right, Dijanae, say hello to the people. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Thank you so much um, for the opportunity for me to be on your platform. Your energy is a breath of fresh air on this Friday. I know everyone here, you could have been anywhere else, but you chose to tune in with us and um, I'm, I'm just super honored to be here and, and to share my my unemployed lived experience while also finding the humor uh, in, in this process. Mm, thank you. I am so excited to get into these questions. So let's do it. How long have you been hilariously unemployed? I have been um, hilariously unemployed without active income three times in under three years. So I, I should be an expert, mm. right? They should have a certification for this. <laughs> Certified, certified, hilariously unemployed. That is a lot. And we are definitely going to unpack that a lot. I like to share just a little bit of background on me. I have been hilariously unemployed since June 30th. So not a very long time for me, but one of the things that I really was intentional about when that happened, because this was a new space for me. Like, yes, I've left organizations, but I've never been laid off, right? So this was a new space for me navigating and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And one thing that just kept weighing on me was like, hey, help other people. Because in helping other people, I've always helped myself. And having conversations with other people, I've always either learned something, gained something, or somebody's like, oh, let me tell you about this opportunity. So that is truly why I think that this thing that I just started last week now has four or five episodes coming up. So Dijanette, can you share your experience from the first time you were hilariously unemployed, particularly at the startup tech company, because we talked about this a little bit in advance. Absolutely. So my first experience of being unemployed was actually um, being let go. Um, Shout out to the tech company, though. I will say it as an added nugget. Um, Previous to that, I worked at uh, Facebook with Meta now. Um, So going from a large corporation to a smaller corporation and seeing your work directly impact the company. There's there's a different level of high to that, right? A different mm-hmm. level of excitement um, and proudness, I should say, from seeing your work directly impact the company. But what I wasn't aware of, for those who don't know, if you work for a startup tech company, you in a sense run the risk of job security and mm-hmm. still being young and then also getting my master's at the time, I wasn't aware of that space until I was called in and was sat down and had that, you know, unfortunately we have to let you go due to, you know, not having new clientele and having um, enough revenue. So headcount was the first to go. That was a shocking hit me in the chest experience because it was the first time I'd ever experienced any form of a layoff. Mm -hmm. So I really at first didn't know how to take it. Me, I expressed my emotion with tears and I, I own that. So now I'm sitting here crying um, in this space because I'm I'm shocked. I'm trying to figure out how do you keep your composure in a meeting when you've been laid off? There's mm-hmm. no class to teach you that, right? Mm-hmm. There's no course, no workshop training that you can take on how to handle that emotionally or verbally in that space. Um but in hindsight, the CEO, because he knew I was getting my master's, he um, gave me the company a laptop after they wiped it clean as um, a form of, 
reparation compensation of letting me go. But the goal and what I learned in hindsight from that is trying to look at the glass as half full instead of half empty. Yes, it was a not so great moment, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize I had an ally in front of me who knew I was a first generation and I was obtaining my master's degree and blessed me with the the MacBook so that I could still finish school successfully. For those um, who don't know, I I didn't have a personal laptop. So I was using the company laptop to do my work because I started the job when I first started my schooling. So to me, in the space that I was in, knowing I helped support my family financially, it didn't make sense. And it didn't, I didn't see the need to buy a personal laptop for myself when I used the company um, MacBook, but I could have, I could do that in the space that I was in. I added the extra layers so that everyone can understand that my experience may look different from your experience in a negative situation. So I like to share that content because there are still good people, business people in spaces when they have to make tough business decisions. Yes, that's a word right there, um, honestly. And my guest that I had last week, we talked about the same thing. Like our company was like, yes, you can keep your laptop. And it's so important because you honestly don't know like if that's a person's only laptop and just that that small act of kindness because they're typically not going to repurpose them. They're t- typically, especially if you've been there for multiple years. Now, if you just got hired last week, yeah, send that back. We're gonna send it to the next person. But if you've been there for a multiple of years, like your computer is most likely outdated in the technology that they'll be wanting to move forward. So that's an easy give me for them to just be like, hey, take this. But it means so much to those of us who are hilariously unemployed. Another thing that you said that really stuck stuck out to me is like, hey, your emotion came through in tears. Same, sis. Okay. When I say I was on that Zoom call, like, okay. Like it was a heartbreak for me because I gave him my all and I loved it so much. And again, it was in that startup space. And for me, that was the first time I worked in a startup. And just like you, I love the idea of saying, oh, I came up with this idea on Monday and now they're rolling with it. Like it's a thing, it's happening. So you, you get to see that real time action on what it is that you're doing. And to lose that was so painful for me. However, I didn't lose it because I'm creating it. (laughs) like I'm creating it outside of an organization and I can still have those moments. I am a startup. I I start things up. Okay. I get it started. So that is something that I just wanted to post on there. You are giving me gems. Okay. But absolutely. We have something in common and that's that HBCU. (laughs) Come on HBCU grads in the room. If you're an HBCU graduate, just just Put give us James. Up. I knew that was coming, James. I knew that part was coming. Okay. HBCU proud. Delilah, I see you. Yes, I am a Spartan. Y'all better be whole. But tell me how your attendance at Houston, was it Tilton University? Tilton, yes. Yes. Shaped your career path. Yes. So you know how we do. Um, I'm a product two-time uh, graduate of the illustrious mm-hmm. Houston Tillerson University based in Austin, Texas. It is the only HBCU in Austin, Texas, and it's the highest and oldest institution of higher learning in Austin, Texas. And you if you don't know, that. now you know. <laughs> um, so the work going to an HBCU, man, when they talk about the HBCU experience, and it wasn't until I graduated that I was able to reflect and look back, what did my HBCU experience look like? It was a plethora of things. It was 
um, watching Brown Sugar for the first time my freshman year. It was um, creating my own volunteer service. Our mascot was the Ram. And I created Ram Crew because I wanted to give us opportunity to volunteer within the community. And I took that initiative. The one thing I love about going to a smaller institution and specifically it being an HBCU, is the space for innovation, mm-hmm. the space for creativity, and then a safe space for me to fail and then be comforted and then given the tools to succeed. That is the main joy, refresh, breath of fresh air that I uh, use in all the spaces that I navigate that I learned on my campus because we know historically what HBCUs were and what they were created for, but we don't really understand the psychological impact that that has mm-hmm. until you graduate, you leave, and then you go into corporate America mm-hmm. and those spaces don't look like um, the product of what you just came from. Mm-hmm. So how, did, how do I tie that into my spaces? Innovation, the ability to think outside the box when the resources aren't easily as accessible. So the way that my creative thinking goes, my functionality, Um, is unique and different and it's fresh and new because when you operate in certain communities, it forces you to think outside the box, like I stated before, because the accessibility looks different. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I'm an advocate of we are just as qualified. We just need the opportunity and exposure. So then when I got the exposure, I was able to showcase the importance and value of an HBCU graduate. Thank you so much for that word. HBCUs have been a topic of conversation for me in this past week. I had a conversation with a gentleman um, a few days ago and I was talking about, hey, when I speak to BIPOC youth, I am a proponent of an HBCU because I went to one, right? And we know affirmative action and all of those things are happening. And I always say, well, I encourage them to go to HBCUs because it's the only time they can curate a space that looks like them before they get into this real world. And his pushback was, yes, they can. However, for me, it was a culture shock because I, well, he said for him, going to a PWI kind of gave him a little bit of an edge because he was already used to navigating in those mixed spaces. Whereas for some people that he knows who went to HBCUs, getting into the corporate landscape and now you're not in that curated space where you feel safe and your identity is completely seen and you find that solace and their psychological safety and the people just get it, it's definitely a shift. So I think it can go both ways, but you know, HBCU uh, is is for me in the way that- Ride, I, ride or die, ride, ride or die. It's the way that I land there. Okay, so let's let's get into this hilariously part. Let's talk about how you currently spend your days um, as an unemployed opportunity seeker. Oh, that's a great question. And if you um, haven't known for me yet, I'm gonna be truly transparent and authentic. I have no shame in my game. <laughs> So um, in the three times that I've been unemployed without income, my my brother won. He doesn't have a vehicle. So I sew into people in ways if I can't sew into them financially. So I let my brother use my car. So I don't have access to really get out and go anywhere until um, I, another aspect, I am back at home with my mom. So shout out to parents and mm. friends and support systems on, mama. who um, allow you to move back home as a grown adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my day-to-day looks like, um, one, honoring my mental health. Um, mm. Part of my intersection and my layers is, is being a God-fearing woman. 
Um, and I don't shy away from that. So I ensure that I stay prayed up and, and surround myself in a space that fulfills me spiritually. And part two is family time. Mm-hmm. Um, just with the pandemic, as I'll detour, but it all comes together. The pandemic, being unemployed, it made me reevaluate my non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. It, and this is just my lived experience. I only can share from my journey and perspective. Um, and I know everyone's story is different. I am not money motivated. I'm not driven by finances. Please don't get me wrong. We need money to pay our bills. Mm-hmm. But what the pandemic really showed me and in collaboration with my faith, um, God is the final say. So I take care of my mental health. Mm-hmm. I, I go to the gym to pump out some iron. That is a way that I support myself mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, and spiritually. I binge watch. Mm. Um <laughs> I binge watch shows and I don't allow anyone to make me feel guilty about it. Another non-negotiable is I no longer take meetings on Fridays. Um, And that's just what I do to honor um, myself. And then I do what I love. I really am passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion and that work. So I also volunteer my time because somebody volunteered their time to educate and teach me. And I don't know everything and I want to be a sponge. But also, I'm in my bonnet. <laughs> I'm in my pajamas. And this is hilariously unemployed. So I'm keeping it real. All I can do is be transparent. So um, if, if you don't know what a bonnet is, it's just this form of a, a hat protection for us uh, 4C natural hair folks. I um, never would have thought we'd be explaining what a bonnet is on LinkedIn. I'm here for it. You know, you got to use opportunities to teach, teach everyone. And there, there may be some allies on the call who, who may not have heard the words. I'm, I'm here, always here to educate. So I'm in my Target pajamas, I'm in my bonnet, and I'm in a safe space. And I'm learning and growing personally, finding out what my uh, corporate non-negotiables are, and as well as going to therapy. And then the final thing to close it out is I don't allow others' expectations of me to hold me back. I truly found my worth, who I am, my non-negotiables. In an unfortunate situation, when you're being unemployed, life can hit you hard. Mm -hmm. But I encourage anyone, if you don't know what to do, I say start with yourself because we can run ourselves, I'll say ragged, Mm -hmm. um, or you can deplete yourself because you're so used to going, going, and going. Um, so trying to find light in a form of darkness that may seem like there's no exit, but I implore you to use your exit as finding out who you are, mm-hmm. redefining, researching, revamping yourself, whether that's with family time, um, any form of therapy, shopping, traveling, mm-hmm. eating food, binge watching, mm-hmm. whatever that may be um, for you. So my day to day is flexible and it's whatever I decided to be because I have that luxury now. That that luxury, that ownership of time, right? And I love that you said you don't take meetings on Fridays. And before we got live, I was telling you that I'm in my season of yes. And um, next week, I'm going to have to start setting some boundaries around being in my season of yes, because I'm back to back to back to back to back. And it's because I feel like I'm in a space where I have to go and I have to try and do everything because I'm unemployed, so I have to be constantly seeking, but it's starting to catch up. And now it's mm-hmm. like, hey, you've started all of these projects. You've started these things. Now you need to figure out which one you need to roll with and, and get there. And you can say yes, but you can say yes, not right now. Or you can say, yes, this is amazing, but this opportunity is for somebody else in my community, um, which I just had a conversation about 
a, a few minutes ago before we actually jumped on this call. So thank you for really giving our audience some gems there. Of course. Yes, I, I would like to add one more thing. Yes, please. Productivity, right? Productivity is subjective to whom you're speaking to, right? So mm -hmm. if you are unemployed, your productivity doesn't have to look the same when you were employed. And that that could be a rhetorical, it could be a hypothetical, it could just be a food for thought to ponder on, you know, you in a sense, you've become your own boss. So re my advice is to readjust your commitment to one balance, uh, equal home life, work life balance. So find that time to, hey, I'm on LinkedIn for X amount of hours searching for jobs. Hey, I'm on FaceTime with my girls or my boys and we chopping it up for this time. Then I have my family time. Then I have me time. You have the time to figure out what is of true value to you, but everyone's lived experience looks different. And I only can share what I've used that works best for me. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Okay, so let's go. Let's head on over to Google, right? So I know that you experienced a layoff from Google. And what did you learn about your true purpose when you were there and how it didn't really align with who it is that you are and what you wanted to do? Absolutely. So my experience um, at that organization, at that company, um, as I stated earlier, I'm not motivated by money. So, but I'm not going to cap. The bag was there, right? Mm -hmm. the, the I income. am. So Google, call me. I'm available. Okay. <laughs> so the, the money was there. You know, they, we, we know the tech companies or organizations, they feed you. Uh, mind you, I haven't really had a grocery bill since I first started at Meta, then my startup, um, and then at Google. So uh, life is a little different <laughs> when you're unemployed and you didn't have to worry about food previously. And then cost of eggs is getting, um, real disrespectful. Mm -hmm. However, um, I didn't feel like spiritually I was fulfilling my purpose. So think about the things we, I'll speak for myself, the things we want, the materialistic things, things we can hold in our hand. I, I had, I had right in front of me going in the office, you know, the food, the snacks, the hype of, girl, you work at Google? I'm like, yeah, y'all, I'm here. <laughs> um, but as I stated before, as a as one of my intersections of being a God-fearing woman, I felt like I wasn't in my purpose of helping and alignment and making true impact. I'm not saying you can't make impact at large organizations, a small organization, a startup. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is what I know God has called me to do and my purpose. I felt like I didn't fulfill that in that space. Mm. And I know we talked a lot about your faith. And my next question was, how has your faith supported you through this time? But obviously it's apparent how your faith has helped you navigate in this space. But I want to leave space for you to give us a little bit more about how your faith has really supported you as you've gone through this hilarious unemployment, not one, not two, but three times. Yes, three times. I tell you, I'm, I'm an unofficial expert. So <laughs> for those on here, if your your intersection is not a a believer of God, Christ, maybe it's the universe, um, stars, alignment, energy, um, whatever that source that you lean in on for support, right? Mine just so happens to be God. Um, let's talk about the downsides of being unemployed, what that does to you mentally. Then you start doubting yourself, right? Then you get imposter syndrome. Then you start thinking, you know, am I not good enough? And me being a millennial, understanding how I was raised, especially adding another layer of my intersections of being a black woman as well. Mm -hmm. You got to go to school. 
-hmm. You have to go get the degree. You gotta carry yourself a certain way so society doesn't view you a certain way, right? Um, and then I get the degrees, I get the certifications and being first generation in my family as well and not being able to go to my elders for guidance and support because I'm the first, I'm the trailblazer. Mm -hmm. So the only thing I had to lean on um, as I get emotional, I express my emotions through tears, um, I had to lean on my faith, right? Mm -hmm. I had to lean on that because mentally it was exhausting to be unemployed and to see what did I, what was the point? What was the point of going to school? What was the point of getting these degrees? What was the point of, of learning? And I've been unemployed three times in three years. Mm -hmm. I, I could have lost my mind and I'm just being transparent because there may be someone on this call experiencing the same thing that I've experienced. I could have lost it. And I just had to, I had no other choice but to lean on my faith because his word says he'll never leave me nor forsake me. And he is the author over my life. And I didn't come on here to preach, but it, I have to be obedient to who I am mm -hmm. and, and what God has called me um, to be. And he is the head of my life. And delayed does not mean denied. Mm. And everything that I've experienced from the time I was born into this world until this moment being on this amazing podcast has equipped me to be the representation I didn't have for the spaces that I now walk in and operate in. You better say that. <laughs> that was a word. That was a word. Um I am a huge believer in energies and forces. And uh, at the end of the day, being a good human is my basic foundation, right? And I share with you that lately I've been feeling this force, this energy, this push that's just pushing me. And right now I'm in fear because it feels like something so big is on the horizon and I'm scared and I'm, I'm shying away from it. Um, but as I have conversations with you and other people and just even being in a space of unemployment, but also being a servant and wanting to, I want an opportunity. Yes. But in seeking my own opportunity, how can I shine a light on somebody else for them to get their next one? Like, how can I be a conduit for somebody else to do the next great thing? And I'm humbled and truly grateful that you even came on this little piece of podcast, um, because you were in essence, correct? Was. <laughs> was. <laughs> what did I tell you? Don't downplay yourself. It's not a little. Podcast. Well, yes, I am that girl indeed. Big speaker here. Uh, but that's a really huge deal. Um, give them a little bit of that. And then I'm encouraging y'all to go over to her page to really get into it because we want to make sure we make space for you all's questions. And I definitely have some more questions for you as well. But tell them a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, so Essence, it, what a time. It was my first Essence experience. And those who don't know, Essence is the largest. Did we lose you? Day. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. I can hear you I've now. Per, per day attendance. Um, so I had the opportunity to speak on stage um, in front of two over 200,000 um, individuals that range from celebrities, artists, C-suite executives, entrepreneurs, CEOs, business owners. And I got the opportunity, one, when you shout out to HBCU and you show how, <laughs> how proud you are, it's not pride, it's it's proud. I'm proud to be who I am because I know what it means for my community um, from a visual representation standpoint. So speaking on that stage and sharing a snippet of the importance of diversity, equity, inclusion, 
um, despite what legislation is saying and politics and um, we ain't gonna get into that. That's a mm. different different podcast, different day. <laughs> um, but it's my excitement and passion and being in a room where resources and information of this subject is not discussed in my in the spaces in our community. Yeah, we kiki mm-hmm. um, and at the barbecue and at family reunions about stuff, but I'm talking real tangible representation of someone going back to the village with the blueprint. Mm -hmm. And I was able to shed light on the value importance of DEI. And then what microaggressions, macroaggressions, and all the isms that DEI lies, and specifically the example that we talk about of you're so pretty for a dark skin girl and how that me as a beautiful chocolate, dark skin, natural hair girl, Mm -hmm. Um, woman, but when I was a younger and people would say, oh, you're so pretty for a dark skinned girl. Oh, you speak so articulate. I would laugh and say, thank you. Yeah. When it's, it's not a compliment. So that was a part of what I was able to speak on at Essence um, in front of a community that I can relate to um, and share that insight because I've learned things and I, and I took that opportunity to showcase my knowledge so that we all can be aware of the isms of DEI. Wow. Okay. Next year, put me in suitcase. I want to come. <laughs> You're a really big deal. <laughs> I love that so much. I love that so much. And I too, a dark skinned woman, natural hair. And I've sat in those spaces or felt pride when somebody said that you're beautiful for a dark-skinned woman when I was younger because I didn't understand the implications I didn't understand what they were really saying I didn't understand how they were trying to single me out from a group that I belong to I, I really didn't understand that at that time and of course as I've grown and learned and of course in this DEI space now we're gonna have to have a conversation about that if you ever come telling me I'm not anything besides just beautiful period Right, um, right. We have to get into some things. So thank you for bringing that up. All right. You know, the purpose of this is to get someone their next opportunity. So if you all have any questions for myself or my guests, now's the time to go ahead and start raising your hand so that you can come up on stage and we can really get into it. So it's if you have comments, questions, concerns, whatever, raise your hand and I can start to bring you up on stage. But Dijanae, what's most important to me is that you tell the people where your next role ideally would be, like what geolocation, where you want to go. And then if somebody is looking to hire a boss like yourself and all that you encompass, what is that ideal role for you? What type of employer, what type of space we talking? We know big corporation, you said maybe was not your thing. What is it that you want? And what do you want people who have seen you and heard you today when they're in a space of somebody having an opportunity to be able to say, oh yes, I know someone who could possibly help you with that. What do you want that to look like? Absolutely. So um, pre, pre-unemployment, pre I'm like, man, run me the bag, yeah. send me to the place with the money. Because <laughs> like I said, I'm, we're going to be real. We have to pay our bills. Mm-hmm. We have to live. Um, however, in my season of growth, yes, I know what my financial worth is. However, it's the freedom. And the only time sometimes we hear freedom equated to financial freedom, when you make the, the coins, the shmoney, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have the ability to have that freedom. I'm tired of that narrative. I'm breaking that narrative in myself and I'm no longer receiving other people to project that narrative on me. So I want freedom. Freedom meaning if I need to take a mental day, I don't want to have to explain the why. Mm. If 
there's a family issue, I don't want to have to feel obligated to continue doing my task and can't disconnect from work and be with my family. Mm -hmm. And then truthfully, if I just want to go on vacation, mm -hmm. I want to be able to take that vacation and be off. But if I decide to work and be in Bali or Dubai <laughs> or the Maldives or Africa, <laughs> I also want to be able to do that. And I understand that that not that may not be everyone's lived experience, but I just have passion to believe the people create the policies. We mm -hmm. create the procedures so we can change them. And that ideally is what I'm looking for, freedom and whatever I think that looks like. But of course, I know we got to get the work done. But I think, you know, work and play balance, that true balance that we talk about can be done. Um, so ideal role, I don't really have a name for it. I don't have a title for it. Um, currently, I am the uh, chief of staff for RHJ uh, Consulting, Robert, um, CEO and owner is on the call, as well as my um, co-worker, Lee Hall, shout out to them. Mm -hmm. um, so at the moment right now, this opportunity is a breath of fresh air. It's refreshing because it allows me the freedom. But I am always looking for as an advocate for DEI. That's why my open to work banner is still on there because I'm always open for opportunities. I'm always open to be in a space to speak. Um, if you're So if you're looking for a speaker, a panelist, mm -hmm. um, someone to do workshops, um, I'm that girl. Nice. Um, and if it's not me, if you don't think it's me, I know somebody that knows somebody. Um, so continuing to educate despite what legislation says, because my intersections, I'm still black in this space. I'm still black in this world. And y'all not about to erase me. Y'all not going to forget. And that's the hilariously part because I'm here to stay and I'm here to educate and I'm here to learn. So that's what I'm looking for. That's the dream. That's the desire. Um, still looking for speaking opportunities um, to to educate, grow, and learn. So shoot me a message, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm always ready to chop it up and chat. Okay. Is that the best way for anybody who has those opportunities to connect with you? Is it LinkedIn? Do you want to drop any socials or email for them? So LinkedIn is the best way when um, we're talking business. I really do my best to create a boundary to keep my personal um, and business life separate, even Sometimes they do intersect. So mm -hmm. if you are looking to hire um, me for an event, yes, LinkedIn is the best way. My email, if you reach out, it's in my um, the contact tab on my profile. So you can definitely connect with me. I am a personal person. I, I love to chat. Uh, my, my mission and goal, as I say this before we go to questions, is I, I want to create safe spaces to facilitate authentic gut-wrenching courageous conversations. Mm -hmm. Why do I say gut-wrenching? Working in DEI, talking about equality, the isms, mm -hmm. it's not fun. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's scary. But, you know, even culturally, we have these conversations every single day. All the, the time. There was, academia just created a name for it. But my lived experience is what we talk about in these spaces. So I want to create a safe space. And I feel like Communication provides clarity and understanding. We have to start sharing our lived experience in this, quote, mosaic, equitable table that I believe we can create. And last nugget is I always share this example of cultural blinders. So if you think about a horse and that hat that they wear, it's called a blinder, right? Mm -hmm. It's so that they can stay focused on the task at hand, on the path in front of them. They don't get distracted um, from their peripheral and what's on the left or right of them. My job, my mission, I want to take off those cultural blinders. 
I want us to be aware of the different um, cultures that are around us, the ageism, educationalism, the different socioeconomic um, levels that are at this equitable table that we keep talking about. And I always joke, this is the hilarious part is, so when I'm eating my mama's homemade rib barbecue <laughs> sauce and sweet potato pie, and then the person sitting next to me is eating whatever their cultural food is that they enjoy, we're exchanging over food because your girl loves carbs and I like mm -hmm. to eat. Mm -hmm. And now the conversation is different because we're including everyone. So I always like to share that in the spaces that I'm in to give people an insight of where my passion um, lies. And I like to eat. And one thing I've been doing, though, since I've been unemployed <laughs> is putting on some weight. I, mean, I have no shame in it. I'm just saying. No, you're in your thick season like Janelle Monet, and that is okay. <laughs> Period. I bet y'all did not think y'all were going to hear the words thick or Janelle Monet when you join this also not bonnet. I'm going to have to start doing hilariously unemployed bingo and, and put out some keywords that may come up for the people so y'all can start playing along. All right, Lily, I saw you had your hand up, but you dropped it down. Can you please raise it back up? We'd love to get you on the stage. Anyone else have a question for me, my guest, please do not be shy. All right, Lily, I'm bringing you up to stage. You are here. Can you unmute your mic and talk to us, please? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Can y'all hear me? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Well, hello. Hello. Um, so I'm currently unemployed as well. And Deja I've been following, you know, um, yes. <laughs> been following your story and everything. And um, it's just truly inspiring, honestly. Um, it's kind of like one of those things where I'm like, when I grow up, I want to be just like her. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, so you said that you were unemployed and without income three times within the last three years. Um, this is my first time being unemployed and, um, you know, in the same situation, full transparency without income. Um, and you talked about diving into your faith and also taking care of your mental health. How do you lean into your your faith and maintain your mental health knowing that like, you know, that lack of income where you're just like, all right, like, how am I going to get through this? Where am I going to like, what, what's going to come up next? Like, I understand, like, I'm, I'm a Christian as well. And I have faith in God. But I also feel like part of me is a realist where it's like, I live in the real world, you know, like, mm -hmm. I have faith in God, but my bills still got to get paid, baby. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you lean into that and into those two, maintaining your mental health and also leaning further into your faith? Absolutely. I think that's a great question. Um, and it's a real question, right? And I love the aspect you said, you were realist, right? Because sometimes what the flesh <laughs> and the spirit say, uh, I'd be like, Lord, that don't make no sense to me, right? Um, so right. I, I joke, but I'm serious. I, I, I've had some real thug conversations with my capital G-O-D. Because I said, Lord, your word says this, but listen, the way these bills are set up, the first of the month, I don't know if this prayer is going gonna, is gonna to make this bill be paid. So in all seriousness, like I shared before, I have a support system. I have a mother. Um, man, shout out to the moms or the fathers or the sisters or friends um, who are there to help you financially. A little backstory, I've been financially stable since I graduated with um, undergrad in 2017, despite the three times I've been un unemployed and I've been a servant leader. So I have people in my wheelhouse, right, who have been a support for me. However, unemployment checks, I don't know if you've applied for, 
unemployment? I did. I actually did. And they were like, all right, this is how much you're getting. And like, they cut me off. I don't know why they decided to cut me off. Um, They did. And so I was just like, okay. Like, I, I don't know. It's hard to just, it's, let me say like this, full transparency. I applied for unemployment. I was approved for unemployment. Um, They told me I was covered for a certain period of time which I was happy, I was grateful for. And then unfortunately, I um, I had to call them because the website was doing something weird. And they actually informed me that they actually reduced the amount of time that they were going to provide me unemployment. Wow. Mm. So, and they never told me why. They never told me why at all. Uh, I told them, I was like, I asked them, like, is it because of the amount of jobs? Because I can show you, like, my email looks like just LinkedIn. Your application was submitted. Indeed. You know, like, on a regular so I they, they never told me why but yeah so I'm kind of sitting over here like look how you said like yo God I love you but you know your word says this but baby <laughs> the bill still is coming due you know no absolutely you're, what you're saying is is truly um transparent and I've had moments where I've, I've cried out um so what I want to do is even connect with you offline um because I understand mm. I do understand the power in prayer and it may sound cliche to, to those who may not understand the power of prayer and really leaning on that, but it also can be hard. I'm a realist as well. And I know that, you know, lean not on your own understanding. Um, and that has helped me with my faith, but you're, you need, you need your bills paid now. So, you know what, we're in a space of opportunity. Maybe mm -hmm. there's somebody on this call who mm -hmm. can be a financial blessing. There's different ways that you can sow into people. Um, and I encourage people on this call to reach out to Lily and help her out financially. So my, my charge is to lean on your network. That's my advice. I leaned on my okay. support system, but I know not everybody has a mother, a friend who they can lean on financially because you've been the financial breadwinner in your family. Right. So there's 19 people on this call. You know, we put in a hundred dollars to help out Lily. We don't know what bills she needs mm -hmm. and how much that can cover. That is my advice for you, um, as well as connecting with me offline so we can dive deeper into maybe resources that I have that I can uh, connect you to. First off, you about to make me cry. I'm not that's crying, right. you about to make me cry. Um, and I mean, that's, I, I, I would obviously, I gladly accept it um, and would feel indebted. Me personally, I'm not necessarily one to just like, don't say ask for financial help, but for me, like, it, I don't know if anybody is hiring. Like I'm somebody that likes to work for what they get. Mm -hmm. So y'all heard it. So y'all heard it. Uh, Lily, I will be reaching out because it sounds like you are too hilariously unemployed. And this is the platform to help the people who are hilariously unemployed. My ultimate goal is to get somebody interviewed or hired. And I will feel like I have done my thing. I feel like this connection right here is one that is strong and I'm hopeful that somebody somewhere is going to reach out to Lily with her next opportunity. So LinkedIn, y'all get active and get busy until I can get her on an episode to tell her story. And we are definitely going to talk about that unemployment thing because I've been struggling with them all week trying to get a pin number, a phone number, a person on the phone. So it's really not set up for us to navigate it easily. You have yeah. to be kind of a rocket science scientists to even get it going um we have two more minutes so if anybody else wants to jump on stage 
talk to myself, my guests, or if you like to pitch yourself to be on a future episode of the Hilariously Unemployed, please do let me know by raising your hand and we'll get you up to stage. If there are no questions, I just want to say my guest was fire today. Okay, next week, I have two more very fire guests. I'm so thankful and grateful for my community and the people on LinkedIn and the way that the people show up in the audience and even take the time to listen to your girl on a, on a Friday when I know you're like, okay, this could have been an email. Um, oh, we got another question. Jessica, this feel like Jessica to the stage. Okay, that's my little Cardi B reference, y'all. You know, it's Friday and I get ready. I love it. All right, Jessica, go ahead and unmute yourself. You are with us now. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hey, I um, I don't have a question. I just wanted to say thank you. I am also a multiple tech, um, hilariously unemployed person who's been uh, impacted by two different uh, layoffs in the last two years. And it can feel really embarrassing and just overwhelming and obviously comes as a huge surprise and so to be to have a space where you're like building community and love and just like making it a little less scary is is really beautiful so thank you Jessica let's talk you too can be on the future episode of the hilariously unemployed I see you and Lily coming back to chat with us you got a girl. All right. Get into my inbox. Slide into them DMs. Don't be shy. Your girl is a friend. Dijanae, any last words for the people as we allow them to go ahead, go ahead and get back into either a meeting that they'd rather still be here with us instead of joining, or if you're on the East Coast like me, ready to get the party started? Absolutely. One, thank you again for allowing me to be on this platform and, and seeing fit that I was... Uh, um, someone you needed on this. I've learned so much. Thank you all. So my last nugget in this unofficial official uh, expert of me being unemployed three times in three years is um, take a step back. Yeah. I, I understand we have bills to play, pay, so I, I don't want to dismiss that. But I encourage you to take a step back and reevaluate whatever it is, life, your you as a person as an individual find out what your non-negotiables are who we were just pre-pandemic post-pandemic or maybe it's still a pandemic i'm not sure we're not the same individuals um you may value things differently now that you may have the time that dream take a leap of faith do it say yes to you we say yes to so many other people listen we put all our energy in these nine to five jobs mm -hmm. why not put that same energy back into yourself and i'm telling you when you start flying because you started putting yourself first just call me because i have my passport and if you have a buddy pass <laughs> i could be that friend but um yeah so that's my that's my last nugget invest in yourself <laughs> Awesome. I cannot begin to thank you enough. This has been a wonderful conversation and I, I, I foresee a lot of conversations about a lot of things between me and you happening in this future. So, so thankful and grateful that you slid into my DMs to invite me somewhere. And I said, no, come with me first. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, y'all. Happy Friday. Follow me. Speak up Dana on all platforms. And of course, Dana Duckworth here on IG. I will see you all next week for the Hilariously Unemployed. Bye-bye.